You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Hey, spots and cheap pops! It's Silicon Steve Valley on the other side. My brother, my man, the Zlandian Taylor, who is coming on of a day of watching but some glorious wrestling impaler getting caught up on all your wwe tidbits how are you doing i'm doing pretty good man um yeah as you said i, I was able to catch up a little bit because i didn't watch crown jewel i you know almost out of principle i won't watch it and uh and it was interesting sort of watching smackdown on dvr today um, it seemed like Crown Jewel was like an awesome show, and I felt a little bitter and like almost a little jealous. I'm like, how did Saudi Arabia get this show, and we got cheated out of it? But we'll, we'll I guess, talk about Crown Jewel a little bit later, or amongst this, or whatever it is. When because you watched it, and you definitely have a good opinion or interesting opinion on this itself. So, uh, do you want to talk about this now, or do you want to talk about it? Well, I'll tell you what. We can start with just a couple tidbits from Tyler and Crown Jewel. I will say. Every match on there was better than I expected, with the exception of the main event. The main event was average, I would say. Nothing special. There's a couple of spots, but overall it was a pretty much a typical Brock Lesnar-Rome match. They, they fight a lot outside, a couple suplexes, not as many as you normally get because Brock's obviously the baby face in the situation. It wasn't anything new and nothing fresh with it, so... I wouldn't say I was disappointed with the main event, but I would say that it was the least flattering of what against all the expectations. And the big highlight, Seth Rollins and Edge absolutely stole the show, brought the house down first match of the night. And they had one of the best talent in the cell matches I've ever seen. Certainly in recent memory. Let me go back to the Roman and um, Brock match. He said that there was nothing new. Nothing really there. I, Paul Heyman throwing the belt, having to almost decide. Oh, that's totally new. That's totally new. And that's what I meant the actual entering belt about, not the shenanigans with Paul Heyman. I'm talking, yeah, but this is the, the story being told here. It's like almost like Paul's soul is on the line here between the two in that match. And I kind of like that aspect of it. Do you really want Brock Lesnar going to WrestleMania to face Roman Reigns? Um, I'm prepared for it, actually. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. No, that is what's going to happen. Right, right. And you're happy with that? Um, why, like Compared to the other stuff on WWE, why would I be sad about it? It's actually some of the better stuff that it would be there for any fans to watch like it's not not maybe necessarily what i would be booking it as i mean but you're not going to get the rock against uh roman at this wrestlemania so what else are you going to put there who else are they going to develop in the meantime that's the problem right so, so it is what it is <laughs> so you're saying okay yeah i, uh, I mean it's not, a, i don't like seeing these two in the ring i don't think they, the matches right. are all that great you want i mean I just don't. I, I, I've never been. I mean, they didn't have the crowd chanting boring at the end of this match like they did after the WrestleMania match they had when, it, when Seth didn't cash in. Uh, so I guess that's a positive. Um, I'm not a big fan of this program. I like how Heyman's in the middle of it. They don't know who it is, but it's also a little. I don't know. What, what's it all for? 
Doesn't matter. Nothing means nothing. No, absolutely not. No, dig it. In some ways, you're right. We are excited for our Halloween show. We have a special guest later. We can't wait. (laughs) He's definitely going to show up since we already recorded it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely he. He definitely committed and and, and arrived. Um, Oxygen is going to get yeah, canceled like, after the interview. But yeah, like um, between Brock and Roman here, um, you know, and I get what you're saying about the Battle Bell stuff. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's two big lumbering kind of guys just duking it out. Um, but it is what it is, man. I mean, I can't really think short of Drew McIntyre being the other person. To go and face Roman, that's legitimate on a WrestleMania level. It's the only two names I can think of right now. And that in lies the problem with WWE. So, yeah. so, um, but you, but you like the you did like the Seth Rollins Hell in the Cell with with Edge. You're saying Seth Rollins was otherworldly. He was the performer of the night. I mean, he took like there was a point in time late in, the, in that match. He took about four bumps within a span of five minutes where he looked like, I mean, he just knows how to make something look really violent. And looks like, looks like it's don't, it's comparative to, it's comparable to AJ Styles, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart kind of selling he was doing. At one point, he was going to go up to the Phoenix Splash and Edge got up, pushed him off, threw him into the cage. He bounced off the cage and then went, went through two tables after that. It was one of the most violent bumps I ever saw. A very good spot of the show. They did a spot where he wrapped his boot up with a chain and did several super kicks. I'm going to do my best not to bring up how the Bucks did the same exact thing in their match uh, with Pax. I'm not going to bring that up. It was a great spot, though. But it was either way. It was something if you're a WWE fan, chances are you don't watch AEW too much and and, and vice versa, by the way. I don't know. How and they wouldn't recognize, and they wouldn't recognize where that was borrowed from. Yeah. Well, my God, look at that. That's a, that's the coolest thing I ever saw. I wonder if someone did that. Meanwhile, they a match that was even better than that Hell in the Cell happened a month and a half ago, and the same thing happened. So, but I'm not going to let that take away from what these two men did. Edge and Ref Seth Rollins could be both of them are easily two of the top three or four guys in that company. AJ Styles is the only guy I think out of those three. From Bell to Bell, even Mexican, any anybody else. I think those are three are on a, on a level of their own. That's just and so that was amazing. Even the Dewdrop Zelina Vega match was was pretty good for what it was. Only it was five minutes, but it wasn't boring. No, no botches. Zelina Vega's outstanding. They played her up as the underdog really well. I don't know how she was the underdog to Dewdrop, but Dewdrop's I guess big. But um, that was great. The triple Threat Women's match was really good. Finish was shit, you know, you you, you, you did whatever. You know, you're going to kill the finish. It was a great match. It was like a cheap, cheap win for Becky, but that's part of her character. It was a cheap way. Everyone's seen. So um, a couple other really good matches of the night. So I, I, it was actually, for me, the best pay-per-view of the year for WWE. But I know we've had a lot of people talking about Crown Jewel already, so I don't want to too much into it. I wanted to get into SmackDown Live Friday night. Sounds good. So... Opens with before we get into the open, we're not going to necessarily go through the entire show chronologically. The lead, we don't want to bury it. The internet, the world, it seems like everybody and their mother hates Charlotte Flair 
from what happened with her, Becky, and Sonya Deville in what was one of the worst book endings to a SmackDown Live ever when they were just going to simply switch the two women's championships from Raw and SmackDown, SmackDown to Raw. And the story I heard all weekend was that Charlotte Flair dropped it when she was supposed to hand it to Sonya Deville. And Charlotte was horrible. I heard Charlotte was terrible backstage with this person. Everyone hates Charlotte backstage. Becky's a winner. Charlotte's a piece of shit. Becky loves children. Charlotte wants to kill children and wants Malgo to die. You know, things like that is what I was hearing all weekend from, from the internet wrestling community, as they call it. And I just didn't see it that way. Impaler, what did you how did you see? This happening with Charlotte and Becky two belts, big time backs. Yeah, I just didn't. I, I, it felt very stressed out there, and um, between uh, Sonya Deville and like trying to moderate this thing, and the two champions there on two different shows exchanging it on the one show. It's a little undermining, like, Charlotte with the, hey, I went first overall, which is a shot at Becky, basically saying, hey, your own your own TV show doesn't want to keep you as champ. So she sort of set the tone with it, which was very heelish, but I was okay with it, all right? So it's true. And, and, and then, you know, as this thing is unraveling, you're really having a hard time understanding the blurred lines of what's part of the show and what's their actual feelings and what's going on here. And it was sort of difficult, like to, to sort of clarify where that happened, where, when, where it went off the rails. I mean, you know, like even Charlotte throwing the, throwing the belt on the uh, mat and Sonya Deville's like adamant, like you pick that up, you know, like, like Sonya Deville was ready to lay hands. It seemed almost like that was just a, shit show of a thing and and getting back to one of the original points we talked in the pre-show like i didn't get the whole angle of becky like trying to admit like oh i'm becky two belts again like how was an exchange making it you, you please explain this to me I, I the math is really fuzzy for me how is she becky two belts if they're exchanging the belts i think she had mentioned it in a prior promo earlier when she first came back so maybe that's what it was um, but the fact remains is, is that the narrative was that Charlotte was just being a dick and dropped the belt. That's not what happened. Becky? First, first, Sonya Deville asked Becky for her championship. I, I heard Charlotte was annoyed about it, her trying to push the Becky two belts. Yeah. Like, like Charlotte was annoyed about the whole Becky two belts thing is what I heard as well. So I'm like trying to understand why is Becky pushing the two belt thing? She's not a, she's not the champion of both Raw and SmackDown. She's exchanging the Smack SmackDown belt for the Raw belt. She's Becky one belt. So her egos needs to be in check as well. No, I, well that's the whole thing. And again, if you saw it, yeah. Sonya Deville was asking Becky for her championship. Becky said, "No, get it from her." Okay. Then Charlotte was doing it slowly, but she took her belt off and looked like she was about to hand it to her. Becky yeah. crosses, goes after it, and then the belt drops when Becky was trying to grab it. So this idea that she was completely unprofessional through the belt there, where Charlotte was unprofessional, was that she challenged Becky to a fight, which was off script. Yeah. And when you challenge Becky to a fight champion versus champion, when you only have four minutes left in your broadcast, 
is a little fucked up because now everyone at home is going to be disappointed. And now you hit, hit Sasha Banks's music, who, by the way, Sasha Banks is a heel as far as I remember. Yep. And wasn't that over as a heel either. Sasha comes back, her belt, her music hits, and nobody cares because now we're disappointed we're not getting Becky and Charlotte. Becky's walking off, getting the fans chanting her name. And now there's no heat in the ring. Nobody cares about Sasha. No one really cares about Charlotte at this point in time either. They brawl, you go off air, and nobody cares. Yeah. What happened with Charlotte and Becky? And it's also a match that could, I mean, this brings me to my next question for you. Is there any possibility this whole thing is a work? No. And you know what? I, I don't think it's a work. And it's one of the things I was sort of like, how could I put it? Thinking of when I watched this this afternoon, I was thinking, man, this could be like so cool in ways if these if all four of these girls had their stuff together, be it Becky, Charlotte, Sasha and and Bailey, because I think Bailey's sort of close to coming back. Like they could have just unified the four horsewomen in this during this title exchange and built something right there and then and left it on a real high note for SmackDown, like them trying to own this. And what you have is them going their separate ways. I almost feel like they're treating Charlotte as the person that they know is leaving as soon as she can. But and she's inked. Th- well, time out, time out. She's inked for she's three more years. Three more years. Yeah. So she's not going unless they give her the old Bray Wyatt. Right, and that's where some of the attitude backstage is basically indicating she's trying to work it that they go to release her. So she gets out before three years is out. Well, here's the deal. And I'm and I had and I questioned this on our our this the moment in the valley earlier today on our, our high class G-Pop podcast, right on Spotify, and that episode is on YouTube. I question if CM Punk was doing something similar, he was and he was going off script and he was doing things. Now Punk never really went into business for himself, but Punk did a lot of things to to fuck the apple cart up as well. How come Charlotte's being villainized right now by the by by, by I would say ninety percent of the internet? Charlotte's the one being villainized here, whereas CM Punk was considered a hero. Um, because let's put this in context before you answer that. Charlotte wanted to drop that title of Bel Air because she thought the the, the rumor has it is Charlotte wanted that. That she wanted to drop her championship to Bianca that Monday night. Right. Then she wouldn't have to do that stupid swap. You could have Sasha go over, Sasha go over on on Thursday. And then yeah, you don't have to do that ridiculous swap. Right. That's what was gonna happen. And right. maybe and I really feel like WWE changed it just so us smart marks. Oh, we knew that was gonna happen. Well, yeah, because you backed yourself into a corner where if you did the, any other thing would have been in the swap, and we said it in our talk last week, the only thing that yeah. else they could do is be the swap, but that's too stupid. They would never do it. We both picked Sasha Banks for at the pay-per-view, and they did it anyway. Unbelievable. So, so, yeah. so, so to, to the point is, Charlotte definitively is mad because the creative process and her creative character she feels is terrible in WWE and maybe she's trying to make a stand. Um, it's possible. I mean, 
It's definitely possible. I mean, the whole thing with WrestleMania and then the the false pregnancy exam, that whole thing. I mean, you know, let's put this in perspective. Charlotte Flair missed a WrestleMania and wasn't injured. So if you don't think she's bitter about missing that payday, or creatively speaking, or as a, as a wrestler or sports entertainer, whatever you want to label her as, not being on that stage and as a two-day event, they couldn't find space for Charlotte Flair. And we know it's because she's married to Andrade. If anyone thinks Charlotte's kept off that pay-per-view for any other reason than payment, payback, because for Andrade, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. No idea what It was clear as a bell. Yeah. Unless he wasn't released till way after. When was he released? I don't know. I'm just rolling it with it, man. You sound like you sounded pretty adamant there. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look that up and make sure I can edit it out if I didn't. All right. But, yeah. so, but so, well, to your point, though, I, so I, I don't understand why, why it's happening. And I think the big lead here is they did the swap to end your show. The segment was booked terribly. Nothing was going to make that segment. The only reason we're even talking about this segment is because of what happened. If it went according to plan, we would be killing it because it was such a bad way to end a, a show after your best pay-per-view, the season opener of SmackDown. Or this week's a yeah. Whatever. But, you, I mean, you just you, you follow up your best pay-per-view with one of the worst segments in the history of your show. Right. That's why, that's why it's hard for me to get excited about WWE when they have a great pay-per-view because and they do that the next day, the very next night. I'm like, they kicked in the balls. Ah, some. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, ah, break the balls, yeah. So yeah, I mean. I mean uh, so what are we looking at now? You're looking at Charlotte against Sasha. That's been done. Tried and true. <laughs> Becky and Becky and Bel Air and the other uh, the other uh, show. They, we've seen that a few times. This is a new era for everything, right? Everything's brand new. Everything's brand new. Literally, Carmella fought Liv Morgan tonight. Bianca had a spot with Becky, and it looks like we're gonna have Charlotte and Sasha. <laughs> WWE lies to us and treats us like we're stupid over and over. So me come ah, that's all this is. It's uncreative, undetailed idiocy. And it's really bad because it's destroying the women's division, especially that's where it's like the most corrosive. Oh, speaking of which, uh, new, newest, newest member to lose their, their sports entertainment virginity that were professional wrestlers. Now we're sports entertainers. Sasha Banks. We know Seth Rollins. We, we, we were able to have him graduate to sports entertainer last week. This week, it's going to be Sasha Banks, everybody. Sasha with a tweet today. The, the WWE women's division has never been better. It must have been all 13 minutes of that great Queen of the Ring tournament then. I'm sorry. That was, I, wait, and I was inaccurate. That was bullshit. It was close to 11 minutes. I'm sorry. She's telling the company line. Yeah, just like Seth, just like Roman, that's what they do. They know which side their bread is buttered on. Well, 
if Silicon Steve Valley was getting a check from WWE, would he be doing the same? Yep. Okay. No, I, agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm not mad at him. God bless him. Get, get paid, girl. <laughs> Sasha, Sasha's, build, Sasha's working on a Hall of Fame career. She's happy with her creative. I really, I think a lot of it comes down to if you don't care that much about your creative freedom, the uh, inside the ring and your character, and you can kind of vibe with whatever they want to throw your way, then they do it. People are happy doing it. And Sasha, I think, fits that mold. It's good. uh, It's a good way to put it. I'd agree with that. I mean, who is Sasha? She's not a boss. She's not a real boss. She's not going to do with corporations. Fuck, you never win a corporation, homegirl. I think she means figuratively. And it's not necessarily like in the Springsteen sort of way, but like she she goes somewhere, she's the boss of it, you know? Yeah, but wasn't she like a corporate didn't she have like a corporate vibe going with her as well? In NXT. I know of. Uh, I'll I'll edit that part out too. Yeah. (laughs) Like let me throw this against the wall. A man in my position cannot be made to look ridiculous. I don't know what you. No! Macho got that line from Godfather, I believe. Absolutely. He had a lot of one liners that he stole. Yeah. I mean, Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Sky's limited. Space is the police. I did memorize that today. That's good. And I remember seeing that actually live when it was on our senior hall when I was a child or a teenager. I was probably just got done beating off to a Carmen Electra video. And then I watched our senior. That's usually how my, my nights went back, man. That's what you would do for cuddle time. What was that Carmen Electric song? Forget. Song? Yeah, one video. I didn't know she... One video, and her ass was, I can't help it. I just love her ass. Same with Tay Conte. I love that one's ass. I swear to God, I just want to put some barbecue sauce open here. How did JR get into the show? Well, if I say Halloween port- Well, if I say something complimentary toward a woman's body, I have to throw JR in it so people don't think I'm sexist, which I'm not. <laughs> He's just a harmless old man that just loves women. Can't help it. I like kiddies. Kiddies and asses. Come on. Come on. In my view, Tate Conte's butt is better than Bailey's butt. Bailey's a little bit too big. I, I like big, bro. I'm that big. Who do you think was more sexist, uh, JR or the King? Okay. He's a. Yeah. I tweeted something and. I don't know. I, I might have to take it down. There was a p- tweet of Jerry Lawler, Ric Flair, and Jeff Jarrett. And I retweeted, how many sexual assaults are in this picture? And how did that go over? <laughs> I didn't get a reaction, which I don't know. And, and, my, fo- and, our, our, and, and my followers went down 90%. So I don't know. I don't think it went over that well. Are you serious? I hope Mongo doesn't. I hope Macho Man doesn't. No, I'm not serious. Anyway, so that's how it ended. Uh, so now where do we leave? Now, the question I have for you, Taylor, where do yeah. we go with Charlotte? 
Where is Charlotte going? She had a, and she's such a ball buster. So she tweeted a picture on Saturday morning of her and Andrade at Planet Fitness. And they were both wearing hats of their respective companies. Charlotte was wearing a Yankee hat. And uh, of course, Andrade was wearing a nice flat brim AEW hat, gangster style. Charlotte had a Yankee hat on? WWE hat. I apologize. Okay. All right. Charlotte had a WWE yeah, hat like... on, and Andrade looking like a gangster had that flat brim AEW hat. Andrade also tweeted F-U-W-W-E, which leads me to believe that things are certain, that things are bad. But where does she go now? Are they going to release her? Do they just... Are they going to have to do the Montreal screw job to her to get that title off? That'd be great. Can you imagine how they did that? By the way, I want to congratulate Charlotte for only the fifth time out of 13 has a title reign gone more than two months. That's the funny thing. If you're listening to me, folks, I am not a schizophrenic. I buried Charlotte for winning those two cha- that one championship run. She had nothing before this one. I buried it because it was a pointless title ring. And she had several of those. So I buried it. I can bury it. Look, what we do here at High Spots and Cheap Pops from me and the Impaler, we call it right down the middle. And that's not, that's a shoot, as they say, in the business. I know that because I was trained by the great Samu at WXWC for Wild Samoan Academy. I can use those words, Impaler. I understand that. You You definitely shoot with the best of them. You can't say shoot, but you got to say real life because you never took a backbone. It's a rule. I didn't make the rules, man. I didn't make those rules. I did take a legit DDT, though. <laughs> All right. We are meandering here. This is going to be edited a bit, but we're having fun here in High Spots of Cheap Pop. So I just think people are being so unfair to Charlotte. I don't think they get rid of her. Fox needs her. Fox went out of their way to say, get that woman on our program. What do you think about Um, She's going to be under the microscope. Her attitude is going to be definitely like try to be put in check, I would say. Uh, if she plays ball and works with them, she'll be okay. If she's uh, a real pain in the ass to work with, coming there late or, you know, kind of going off script, they might look to get rid of her. It's not a pretty situation. Mm-hmm. It's just not because no. if you're again, Fox went out of their way and said, Vince, man, we want, we have a request. You know, we did pay you $15 billion for a few years of television. We want Charlotte Flair on our television show, and she may not even be there after a while after they're already annoyed that you, they got rid of Bray Wyatt, all the other things that are really happening in WWE right now. Is that this is an ugly situation? And by the way, speaking of ugly, this week, the steroid trial is on dark side of the ring. And I hear tell from people who saw the early viewing that it is not. Surprise, surprise from dark side of the ring. But it is not favorable to WWE. It could be one of the most damning episodes against WWE ever. Wow. No shit. I wonder if nails will be on. But uh, so I, I think WWE is in a tough spot here. I mean, you got to try to make it work. But is Charlotte that big of a deal? Again, I, I I dare say it's weird. It's is Charlotte does she move the needle that much? It, should they be that worried? And why does Fox 
Why is Fox so enamored with her? They're enamored with her because she's a 13-time champion. She's the biggest, most recognizable name on the roster, despite the fact. What do you... I don't know. Well, how do you think is it's going to work out? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, I think she's going to be out of her contract before the three years is up. Do you think it happens soon, within the next six months? Um... She's, she'd have to stay home for how many months, do you think? What is it, nine months? Or six months non-compete? It's 90 days. 90 days, okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, you know what? I would say within the next year and a half, she'll be at AEW. How much plastic surgery do you think she'll have by then? She will probably be unrecognizable by the time she gets there. She's going to arrive, and Tony Khan's going to be there with this tall, little statuesque blonde, and they're going to put Charlotte Flair's name under her, or Charlotte, or whatever they're going to call her. And people are going to be like, no, that's not her. <laughs> well, moving right along, I, I just think it's a tough spot. I, 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 and I think it's a situation that's not Charlotte's all Charlotte's fault. I think she does get some blame. But at the end of the day, I think she's really getting treated unfairly by most people. And I'm a guy who has been critical of her. You know, she I think Bell to Bell, she's the best woman ever. But she also, I don't think, is still deserving of all of her athletes. 13 championships. It's clear Vince McMahon, as soon as she was brought to the main roster, it was clear Vince was like, she's breaking his record. Charlotte Flair, the daughter. Breaking her father's record. Oh, yeah. Because there's too many frivolous jerk-off championships she that meant nothing. What, was it three? Was less than a week? Mm-hmm. Did Ric Flair ever have something like that? Ric Flair had a couple, but it wasn't like this. Ric Flair was a champion. But you know what I mean? It was... It was Ric Flair, and he lost to somebody else, and Flair got it back. It wasn't ever Charlotte Flair, and then Charlotte drops off the face of the earth, pops up, wins a championship, drops off the face of the earth. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it's been. If she's not in the title, what significant storyline has she been in that really, really worked without a title being? It always seems like there is a title involved. There was. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, by the way, I think Lacey Evans had a gay birth to her second child. And congratulations Speaking. to Slick Rick Flair for another beautiful baby. <laughs> Maybe one day she'll be a wrestler as well. Was it a girl or a boy? I hope that joke plays. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> You're like, God, what Other way, ah. Slick Rick. <laughs> Still dangling that dick all around, are you? Look at me! Woo! Look at the nature boys, Dick! Woo! Tommy Dreamer had Tommy Dreamer had no doubt that that would happen. When I saw Rick's penis waving gently in the breeze, it wasn't fully erect, but it definitely was ready to party. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, we have a little bit different of opinions. It's just taste, I guess, at the end of the day. Brock Lesnar, 
comes out. Roman, what did you think of Roman's promo? I thought Roman's promo was better than the match the night before. Uh, yeah, I liked this promo a lot, actually. And I liked um, how he's putting the screws to Paul Heyman, you know, with Heyman basically throwing the title in between Brock and Roman and during that match of Crown Jewel. And, and you know, it's both of them are vying for the title to use on each other. Just the metaphor is being used here and just Paul Heyman putting it between them. I loved all of it, to be honest with you, man. So, um, but yeah, I was cool with this promo and I thought he was drawing a lot of good heat. And um, uh, I thought Brock coming out the way he did sort of looking like this crazed lumberjack type dude. He's a badass face, you know, like he's just coming out and then just kicking ass doing exactly what you'd expect him to do. And taking on the Usos, taking on Bro- on Roman. It's like the three of them against Brock. It was like sort of believable on how they were fighting, going back and forth. So I was cool with it, man. And then Brock losing his shit and taking out Adam Pierce. You know? I can't buy Pierce as an authority figure, man. I just can't. You know what? The I I took a note down when I was watching it about him and Sonia Deville. What can they can they please explain who they are answering to directly from WWE? Can they just like let that be known at least? Like who who's calling the shots here? We have no idea. It's the anonymous raw general manager, bud. It, it pretty much is. Like. You know, at one point we knew Vince was in charge. I mean, that was the greatest, you know, era that wrestling ever had. Then at some point the authority came in and it was basically Steph and, you know, Triple H. Shane O'Mac here and there. Now, I have no idea who the hell's running this place. I don't think a lot of people do. Uh, Let's see. I, again, it's one of those detail things. WWE, in terms of their stories and in terms of their shows, are not paying attention to details. Right. That's the biggest. If you want to go back from, if you want to ask anybody what the difference between Vince McMahon today and Vince McMahon 20 years ago, the biggest thing is look at the attention to details. It's not there anymore. It's That's the biggest thing. And it's tangible. You can see the differences in how the shows are shot, not the production. But in terms of the storylines, in terms of how things are booked, blocking the whole nine. Things used to be meticulous with details. Now he's not, clearly. He doesn't have shows booked. 740, you know, I mean, the guy, look. The bottom line is, is that it is what it is. It's not going to get better until he's gone. Gone where, Mr. Valley? The Bahamas. <laughs> Oh, okay. So here it's a beautiful place to vacation, even retire. Another one I'm gonna can't wait to see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's going there though. Um, but yeah, I, I this is my thing. I am not super excited about it. And I we mentioned it in pre-production. I've seen Roman and Brock, and usually it's an average match at best. But the problem is an average match is on top of the car. And I don't necessarily blame Brock, nor do I necessarily blame Roman. I just think they stick to this one formula of the match. I did like this one was was different. It was a little bit much different of a story where Roman got a lot more heat 
and it, and it was believable in which the way he was doing it. So this was probably this was probably their second best match, easily to the one with Seth when Seth came in. So, but I'm not super excited about this being my WrestleMania main event. I got you. Yeah, I got I got it, man. Um, but yeah, I don't know who else they'd have to offer because I think, you know, honestly, they already set the the plan in play here. They've made Brock a free agent. So, okay. He's suspended on SmackDown. Well, he's going to show up on raw. I'm sure. Right. Probably to go and challenge Bobby Lashley. And that's probably what's going to happen at survivor series. Right. I don't I think I have no yeah. idea. I, is, okay. he, is he definitely on for survivor series? I mean, no, no, he's not. It's not the last thing that suspension, last indefinite suspension he, he was on. He didn't come back until the summertime. He didn't come back for like three months. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know his contract details yeah. and if he's even going to be on Survivor Series. That's a pay per view. Yeah. Why would you have Brock Lesnar on it? Why would you? I would maybe have Lesnar face Lashley at Rumble. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, I, it's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm just thinking that you're not going to see him back at SmackDown until any time, like a little bit closer to to like WrestleMania, if anything. Another quick thing that I was watch as I was watching this SmackDown. Did you find it odd that they had it in Wichita, Kansas? The reason I bring this is up, bring this up is they try to sell us on this new group called Hit Row in front of the crowd at Wichita, Kansas. And I I don't know if maybe a snowball's chance in hell was already spoken for that night, but basically it was like pin drop city, man. <laughs> they had well, no idea what that was. Him, How was their debut overall for you? H- highly, highly produced. Um, you know, pretty much had their whole like rhyme going, like who they were, character by character, and this is their introduction. But it's almost like they are a record studio or like, you know, rap studio that's creating hits. And they have a tag team, a singles wrestler, and a valet slash a a woman wrestler out of the group. So, yeah, I mean, were they my my cup of tea? Not really. But then again, they were working with a crowd from Wichita, Kansas, which didn't really jibe well with them. Are they baby faces or heels? I took it as more heelish. I could see them going against New Day. They just it, that gimmick seems kind of generic and plain. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not doing anything for me. And, oh, and, and and I would say this: they had a tag team match, right? And they uh, they had like this big dude tagged with a guy named Swerve, who was the the North American champion in NXT. Which you would have thought he would have been the singles guy they're pushing. But they actually decided to change their minds, and they're actually teaming Swerve with the big dude, like the heater. Right? Top dollar. Top dollar. Top, is that his name? Top dollar? Top, top dollar. Top dollar? Top dollar. It's just so fun hearing super white Michael call. And here's top dollar. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's there. And, you know, like with the way they looked as far as what they were wearing, especially top dollar, I felt it was like the poor man's um, street profits. I mean, eh, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The street profits are are there's not. 
they are doing their own thing. It might start out as almost like a generic whatever, but it's what you mm-hmm. make of your character. The Street yeah. Profits have transcended that. First of all, both super talented guys. Montez Ford is a super world, is a future world champion, and I'm not the only one who feels that way. But I felt that way, and I think you felt that way for a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, so they're making it run. This group, we'll see. I, I didn't watch that segment. I know they're very high on them. I don't know enough about them. Do they have a successful run as Hit Row in NXT, or are these just, or is it like a shield where they're putting all four different people together? No, no, no. They they had a little bit of a run, but I honestly I would fast forward through most of their shit. They were feuding with the um, just like a span a group of Mexican luchadors that unmasked themselves, and I forget their names. I wasn't too into them either. Not lucha house party, right? No, no, no. It was like better than that, but I still wasn't into them. Was it the Cologne brothers? Primo and. No, no, no. They were cut a long time ago. They they no longer work there. Was it the Lucha brothers? Was not them. Was it not Psychosis? And the new guy. Um, No, it wasn't him either. It wasn't S.A. Rios. Gaina, yes. Teams are going to be a very lucky team. Yes, Gaina. Very sweet. Smackdown was garbage. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, and then speaking of Smackdown, um, I did like the uh, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn uh, segment. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I, how was it? Can kind I of describe what happened? Sammy Zayn is one of my favorites. Drew McIntyre, I have a lot of respect for. I don't love what he's done ever since he got the sword. The sword is kind of like the neck tattoo of Cody for me. <laughs> I get it. Um, but yeah, so McIntyre comes back to Sonya Deville in the back, but like backstage. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go and have an open challenge against anybody, whoever wants it, you know? And uh, this is right after the Brock and Roman segment. He gets back there, gets on the microphone. He goes, yeah, I'm going to actually look to wrestle on this show. It was like a little shot at like the, you know, first three segments being just promos and Brock Lesnar beating up people. So he wanted to put on an actual match, open challenge. Who answers the call? Uh, None other than Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn goes and basically tells him how he's the elder statesman of SmackDown, how you know, people have to go through him, yada, yada, yada. But I'm not even doing it justice. Sammy said a couple things that made me chuckle for sure. And uh, he's just he's just effing crazy at this point. And the way he's running with this character is just great. And truth is, like, his, uh, they put on a, a, a pretty quick but decent match. Uh, humorous at times, Sammy just playing all sorts of psychological games, especially in the beginning of the match, like not looking to lock up, starting like rolling out of the ring real quick, McIntyre chasing him, hitting him back, and you know, the whole thing that he just plays beautifully. Um, but yeah, uh, but again, it was a, it was a humorous match, and uh, Sammy was going to go for the Huluva kick, and he started doing the one, two, three thing like McIntyre. As he got to three and started running, McIntyre came out of nowhere and just nailed him with a claymore himself and just knocked out Sammy. So it was a, it was a good thing. And Sammy's ego was the reason he lost, especially. <clears throat> but yeah, it was just like the way Sammy was going back at him. It was good, and it was like, all right, it was a fresh matchup that I was 
interested in seeing. I didn't fast forward it, and I, I dug it. I thought it was cool. And so, I mean, you would think it was going to be so. That's awesome. So that's good. So, what else? Anything else? I pop it on SmackDown that really makes um, awesome stuff. They 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 started introducing who's there and who's coming back, like. Uh, Aaliyah from NXT. Uh, Sheamus had a had a promo in the back. I'm trying to think who the hell else was on there. It might come to me. Hold on a second. Oh, uh, you also saw the King Xavier coronation. How was that? It was pretty much what I expected it to be. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't awesome. It was um, uh, what you call it? Uh, Jesus. Um, Kofi Kingston went and introduced. Uh, the your new king, and it was it was okay. They, you know, it wasn't. I, I, I'm not going to say you need to watch this for sure by any means, but it's what I expected. Okay, you know, yeah. Um, let me think here. You are on it. Oh. in SmackDown this week. Excellent job, Rick Boogs with Mr. Nakamura. Awesome. You know that guy? He grinds my yeah. gears, man. I can't stand him. Who do you – well, here we and – and didn't they have a spot with Baron Corbin? Bingo. All right. So, yeah. So, here you got the – you know, you have Nakamura against Happy Corbin. And they're they're trying to get over Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Like, as it's like – Corbin just hangs out with Moss because he just makes him laugh and makes him happy. But amongst this, they're becoming a, you know, a a duet or a tag team here of some sort. So, okay, I'm like, this is now, as you've mentioned, his like six different gimmick, if you will. And they're putting him on the back end of SmackDown, which is their most popular show. Okay, he's got a match with Nakamura. I think he actually went over in the match, by the way. Of course he did. And uh, yeah, he won. And that was the other thing. I, I actually had an idea. Oh, wait, by the way, Shinsuke is no longer a king, right? He dropped it? No. No, they referred to him as the artist. So he's back to being the artist. Okay. Yes. No longer the king of strong style, so that's done. Well, it was still having him relevant for a little while. Hey, did you hear about uh, the uh, new new tag team name for Happy Corbin and uh, Madcap Moss? Is this real? Yeah, it's definitely real. They're now known as Go Away Heat. (laughs) <laughs> they're kind of like Harlem Heat but with Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss instead of Booker T and Stevie Ray so you see how that's going to be successful right <laughs> go away Heat you heard oh, of God, man. and Chi-Town Heat you go away Heat <laughs> that sounds great I think it's a great idea I love it can I keep this gimmick though this time, boss? Nah, damn it, Corbin! Just for you, pal, you can. Happy Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he wants the fans to chant, go away, go away. And it's just, it's great. They think it's just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was real. You got me. Well. That's what's going on. Everything, other little tidbits from WWE this week. Uh, tonight, a couple things on SmackDown. They had a match to see who will be the next contender for Big E. And who won that ladder match? Are we past 11 o'clock yet? Uh, yeah, we are. I'm not sure who won. Where's my phone? I should have had that up beforehand. 
So, um, opening of the night, they had Arcade, they had Arcade Bro face Omas and AJ again tonight. I don't know who won that either, but they're talking about New Era. This is a New Era on Raw. They were saying New Era. On Another Raw. rematch? No. They had they had Becky and Bianca, as we said before. They had Carmella fight Liv Morgan. Carmella, by the way, still using a bedazzled glamour mask. And Corey Graves sucking her proverbial wiener the entire he, you, you know he, he doesn't want to get bitched at. I mean, he really puts her over on a comic. Bring, bring, I got breaking news here. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. Uh, the winner of the ladder match on Raw and new challenger for Big E is none other than. No, but let me guess. I'm going to say Kevin Owens. You would be incorrect, sir. That was none other than, It is none other than. Finn Balor. Every, it is none other than everyone's favorite breaking and entering artist, Seth Rollins. Okay. That's a good first first major challenger other than Drew McIntyre, obviously. That's a good one. Uh, right I, hope, I, hope, I hope Big E has a nice place. <laughs> there is no way Seth Rollins is breaking into a black man's house. Just the way it is. Biggie, yeah, Biggie would have. <laughs> Biggie is the nicest guy in the world, but that just looks like he'd be afraid. Look, I didn't mean that. I didn't. I didn't mean you people. But all right, well, I, we got that going on. I, I that was just me wishful thinking. Hopefully, Kevin would have another opportunity. Um, but. Perhaps you forgot. Kevin Steen is getting jobbed out. <laughs> well, they put him in the main event tonight, so there's something. To, to take bumps. Someone's got to take the loss. <laughs> exactly. Well, he, well, he already's been jobbed out. We'll see <clears throat> what happens in the next uh, couple months. But All right, so that's what we got going on for WWE. And... Kind of starting to shift a little bit towards Survivor Series a few weeks away. Um, we're going to start focusing on, on our next episode. We're going to talk about AEW, everything going on, some interesting things happening, particularly with Cody and Al and Malachi Black at the end of Dynamite. So we're going to check you out. So please check us out on our very next episode, which will drop tomorrow. And for Silicon Steve Valley and Vlad the Impaler, this is High Spots and She Pops. Anything else you got for us in Taylor today? That's all I got for you, man. I'm all smacked down out. I was five minutes into the conversation. Oh. It's WWE. They're going to WWE. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. Please like us on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. Follow me at Nilson Valley on Twitter. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe to this awesome video. And hey, please give us a shout at Twitter. Please comment below on the video if you're watching the video. And I'm not against getting feet pictures done. So there's that.
Here endeth the lesson here on High Spots and Cheap Pops. Thanks, folks. We'll talk to you guys later.